Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. So would it be weird for me to say happy Good Friday? (laughs) I know it's like a conundrum. We know what happens today. It's a horrific day of torture and pain and death for Jesus. Yet, at the same time, we know the ending. So we know that on Sunday he resurrects. So yeah, maybe it is a happy day because this day, while filled with suffering and sacrifices, Jesus being the sacrificial lamb, us understanding that love is really sacrificial love, meaning we should sacrifice our own selfish desires to love other people without condition. So yes, happy Good Friday. We should be so elated that the Lord willingly gave his mind, body, soul, and spirit to us, to the Father, actually, as a sacrifice, but to us, for us. What a gift. What a gift. And so today, if you have any kind of parish that has a three o'clock veneration of the cross or some sort of Good Friday celebration, by all means, if you can make it, go. I went to the first one, gosh, maybe in 2018, 2019, and it was packed. I was quite shocked. I had never gone to a Good Friday service, and I was so emotional. I was such a wreck. You have no, no idea. I can't even really explain it because it was uncontrollable tears. We walk up and we're, you know, going to kiss the cross And as I'm walking, I am just blubbering like crazy, tears flowing down. People were actually stopping by. I was on the end pew. And as people were walking by me, they were like, it's okay, it's okay. I mean, I don't know what people were thinking that I was, (laughs) why I was crying. Because I thought like, it's okay, oh, you know, God loves you or something like that. It was just amazing where I was like, no, 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 I'm just... These are tears of joy. This is really me just having no other output in my body but tears and crying and kind of, you know, 
just blubbering sitting there. (laughs) It reminded me, honestly, like my confession, how I knew God loved me, how I had that, excuse me, incredible experience. It was amazing. Now, some of you may not be able to get out and go to a service. So let's, let's just do a little meditation ourselves here. If you are multitasking, doing the dishes, cleaning, getting ready, driving, may not be able to pull over, I don't know, but it'd be good if you did so that you can just sit, let the words of this gospel pour over you. Think about the detail that is described in this gospel. There are so many gems if you just listen. And as a matter of fact, if you continue to listen till the end, you can always go back and listen again, especially if something grabs your heart. That's meditation. This is the word speaking to you. Okay, before I read this, though, just in case some of you jump off. Oh, I don't have time to listen to a gospel. You might want to make time today for this gospel. But I want to just ask everyone to send me questions that you want me to answer, either on a video, on a podcast. Um, I've had a lot of people coming out and asking me questions about what's going on in the world. What do I think about certain things? Um, Some people are asking me about why do I believe what I believe in the faith? Because they are still struggling with certain teachings. So I thought I was just going to do some Q&As, anything. It doesn't even have to be with my faith. It could be with my spouse, my family, um, my ministry, anything that you want to ask me. You know, I mean, I've even had people say, what color is your lipstick? <laughs> Who brand, What brand do you use? So, I mean, seriously, that is what I'm all about, especially if there's something that you are having difficulty explaining maybe to your family, your kids. While I'm not an apologetic, I'm not a theologian, I don't know chapters and verses of the Bible in the back of my head and can pull them out at any time, I do know the Bible and I do speak basic English (laughs) and use kind of parables and stories to get things across. And again, why I say it's so important to know the word. And so without further ado, let me get to the word. So send me an email, Kendra at KendraVonesh.com. Any questions, I don't care how personal you think they are and you don't think I'll answer them, you will be surprised. Okay, sniff in the nose here. Okay, John 18, 1 through 19, 42. Jesus went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley to where there was a garden into which he and his disciples entered. Judas, his betrayer, also knew the place, because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas got a band of soldiers and guards from the chief priests and the Pharisees and went there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Jesus, knowing everything that was going to happen to him, went out and said to them, Whom are you looking for? They answered him, Jesus, the Nazarene. He said to them, I am. Judas, his betrayer, was also with them. When he said to them, I am, they turned away and fell to the ground. So he asked 
them again, whom are you looking for? They said, Jesus the Nazarene. Jesus answered, I told you that I am. So if you are looking for me, let these men go. This was to fill what he had said. I have not lost any of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. The slave's name was Malchus. Jesus says to Peter, Put your sword into its scabbard. Shall I not drink the cup that the father gave me? So the band of soldiers, the tribune, and the Jewish guards seized Jesus, bound him, and brought him to Annas first. He was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, Caiaphas excuse me, who was the high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had counseled the Jews that it was better that one man should die rather than the people. Simon Peter, another disciple, followed Jesus. Now the other disciple was known to the high priest, and he entered the courtyard of the high priest with Jesus. But Peter stood at the gate outside. So the other disciple, the acquaintance of the high priest, went out and spoke to the gatekeeper and brought Peter in. Then the maid, who was the gatekeeper, said to Peter, You are not one of the man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the slaves and the guards were standing around a charcoal fire that they had made because it was cold and were warming themselves. Peter was also standing there keeping warm. The high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his doctrine. Jesus answered, answered him, I have publicly spoken to the world. I have always taught in a synagogue or in the temple area where the Jews gather. And in secret, I have said nothing. Why ask me? Ask those who heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. When he had said this, one of the temple guards standing there struck Jesus and said, Is this the way you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken wrongly, testify to the wrong. But if I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me? Then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing there keeping warm, and they said to him, You are not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the slaves of the high priests, a relative of one of those whose ear Peter had cut off, said, Didn't I see you in the garden with him? Again, Peter denied it, and immediately the cock crowed. Then they brought Jesus from Caiaphas to the praetorium. It was morning, and they themselves did not enter the praetorium in order not to be defiled so that they could eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and said, What charge do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him, If he were not a criminal, we would not have handed him over to you. At this, Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. The Jews answered him, We do not have the right to execute anyone in order that the word of Jesus might be fulfilled that he said, indicating the kind of death he would die. So Pilate went back into the praetorium and summoned Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this on your own or have others told you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? 
Jesus answered, My kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom did belong to this world, my attendants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not here. So Pilate said to him, Then you are a king? Jesus answered, You say I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Anyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? When he had said this, he again went out to the Jews and said to them, I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I release one prisoner to you at the Passover. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? They cried out again, Not this one, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a revolutionary. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him scourged, and the soldiers wove a crown out of thorns and placed it on his head and clothed him in a purple cloak. And they came to him and said, Hail, King of the Jews! And they struck him repeatedly. Once more Pilate went out and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you so that you may know that I find no guilt in him. So Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple cloak, and he said to them, Behold the man! When the chief priests and the guards saw him, they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered, We have a law, and according to that law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. Now when Pilate heard this statement, he became even more afraid and went back into the praetorium and said to Jesus, Where are you from? Jesus did not answer him. So Pilate said to him, Do you not speak to me? Do you know that I have the power to release you, and I have the power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no power over over me if it had not been given to you from above. For this reason, the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. Consequently, Pilate tried to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release him, you are not a friend of Caesar. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and seated him on the judge's bench in a place called Stone Pavement in Hebrew Gabbatha. It was preparation day for Passover, and it was about noon. He said to the Jews, Behold your king. They cried out, Take him away, take him away, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he handed him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and carrying the cross himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull, in Hebrew, Golgotha, where they, there they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side with Jesus in the middle. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. It read, Jesus, the Nazarene, King of the Jews. Now many of the Jews read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write King of the Jews, 
but that he said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers, have cruci when the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four shares, a share for each soldier. They also took his tunic, but the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, let's not tear it, but cast lots for it to see whose it will be, in order that the passage of scripture might be fulfilled that says, they divided my garments among them, and for my vesture they cast lots. This is what the soldiers did. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. After this, aware that everything was now finished in order that the scripture might be fulfilled, Jesus said, I thirst. There was a vessel filled with common wine. So they put a sponge soaked in wine on a sprig of hyssop and put it into his mouth. When Jesus had taken the wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he handed over the spirit. Now, since it was preparation day, in order that the bodies might not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath day of that week was a solemn one, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs be broken and that they be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and then of the other who was crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one soldier thrust his lance into his side and immediately blood and water flowed out. An eyewitness has testified, and his testimony is true. He knows that he is speaking the truth, so that you also may come to believe. For this happened so that the scripture passage might be fulfilled. Not a bone of it will be broken. And again, another passage says, They will look upon him whom they have pierced. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, secretly a disciple of Jesus for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate if he could remove the body of Jesus, and Pilate permitted it. So he came and took his body. Nicodemus, the one who had first come to him at night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes weighing about 100 pounds. They took the body of Jesus and bound it with the burial cloths along with the spices, according to the Jewish burial custom. Now in the place where he had been crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, in which no one had yet been buried. So they laid Jesus there because of the Jewish preparation day, for the tomb was close by. That's a lot. But hopefully you can go back, maybe listen, maybe read yourself. It's beautiful throughout. It shows the, the type, what is it? Typology. It shows the fulfillment of the prophecies in the Old Testament, what Jesus is doing. If you can watch the Passion of the Christ today, 
if you can go to a Good Friday service, do something. Do something a little bit more in-depth about really reflecting on what Jesus has done for us. I'm trying to keep these back to 10 minutes, and this went a lot longer, but I want you to really meditate on his passion. The passion is from the Garden of Gethsemane all the way to the burial, right? Okay, and I won't be able to talk to you before Easter, so I just want to wish you the most blessed Easter season, Easter day and Easter season, because afterwards we have an octave of celebration and the Easter season lasts for quite some time. But let's get through Good Friday, right? Every day, day by day with God, appreciating God, thanking God, being here for God, to be love to those around us. One last thing. If your family doesn't know why Jesus died for us, maybe you should bring that up at Easter. Because I did a video and I was like, you know what? It's pretty sad. Easter to me was all about chocolate bunnies, chocolate eggs. It was the chocolate. (laughs) It was the Easter basket. It had nothing to do with Jesus. And that carried on into my adult life. I'm actually going to share the Old Testament. Because if you look at the readings for today, Isaiah is prophesying about Jesus and what's going to happen. And so without getting too deep, you can explain that he came down to fulfill all the prophets, the prophets saying that the son of man will be here to save us all from sin. And then, of course, every, all the lies and all that kind of jazz to get him up on the cross. I mean, I, I'm, I'm working on sharing the story of the Old Testament covenant, right? And the whole lamb, the blemish of the lamb and the eating of the lamb and the putting the, the you know, blood on the posts of the front door so that... God can go over it and not harm the firstborn of the Jews. I'm going to bring a lot of stuff into it because I think it's interesting. I started explaining it to my husband yesterday and then I'm like, ah, a commercial. We were in the middle of a break of a TV program we were watching. And then it came back on and I said, ah, I'll explain it later. And I figured I'm just going to explain it because hopefully my kids will be there. Um, and explain it in a different kind of way for everybody. Okay. Now this is getting really long. (sighs) Okay. Sorry about that. But I think we need to teach. We need to at least bring Jesus's name up, right? I mean, I'm telling you, I bet a majority of people don't really understand (laughs) what this is all about. Okay. All righty. On that note, I love you all. I hope that you have a blessed Good Friday and that you think about all that Jesus has done and it warms your heart. It makes you realize that we're on a journey here on earth that's not forever. As a matter of fact, it's so short, even though sometimes it seems really long. We will be facing eternity 
sooner than we know it because we don't know the day or the hour for ourselves. And that's why we live every day to the fullest, every day with God as much as possible, and why we frequent that (laughs) reconciliation, which typically is not available during this time. So if you're in an emergency situation and you got into some mortal sin, call your priest. Okay. Have a blessed and inspired day. Have a blessed and holy triduum. I don't say that word very well. And last but not least, a glorious, joyful, and spirit-filled Easter. I'll talk to you on Monday.